Murkowski comes out of the door and shakes somebody's hand here. And then she shakes somebody's hand here. Uh, you know, and they have small talk. And then she shakes my hand. And here's my big moment. Kathy chimes in about how uh, they call me Mr. Toe around here. Welcome to the End of the Road, a podcast brought to you by the Wrangell Mountain Center and our supporters in Alaska and around the globe. We thank you. I'm Michelle McAfee. And I'm John Erdman, Executive Director of the Wrangell Mountain Center. We are a nonprofit organization dedicated to connecting people with wildlands through art, science, and education in Alaska. This podcast series features handpicked stories from the 2022 Storytelling Festival in Kennecott and McCarthy. Three days of grassroots stories from local and visiting storytellers. This series explores some of the magic of that in-person event from the old hardware store in historic downtown McCarthy and the Glacier View Campground on McCarthy's West Side. A big thank you to our West Side partners, Nick and Gina Merlino, Glacier View Campground, and McCarthy River Tours. There are moments in life that we relive in hindsight, moments rich in meaning that we revisit and play again in our minds over and over. These are often definitive stories. Sometimes they change the trajectory of our lives or impart lessons that are lodged deep within us. Nick and Mads share two such moments. As in the prior episode, these two stories are both taken from the West Side, but they have two very different emotional tones, illustrating how stories speak to the wide range of human experience. Nick recounts one of those wacky, sitcom-like convergences of events, events that don't quite go as planned, which uh, is a common theme out in this neck of the woods. Mads, on the other hand, opens up and shares a deeply personal story about the loss of a friend and her journey in processing a missed opportunity. Mads' vulnerability deeply resonated with the audience, and she won the top prize on the West Side. Hi, everyone. My name is Mads. Um, I'm going to tell you a story about my friend. The only thing Brendan and I had in common was how much we loved each other. He is the personification of a stream of consciousness, words flowing from pen to paper without direction, but with intense sentimental meaning. I'm the moment you let go of a rope swing before plunging into a creek on a 115 degree day, free falling, wild abandon, a shock to the system. Brendan and I spent a year trying to love each other trying not to focus on our differences and rather hold on to what we had in common, which was solely our love. I'd like to feel angry. With anger comes creation. I can build and I can burn. Dehabilitating sadness from a broken heart does not lead to creation. This sadness that encompassed my body and my mind was never more prevalent than when Brendan would say, I'm always happy except for where I am. His mantra could not be more different than my own. That of happy, thank you, and more please. Three phrases that people do not say enough. Brendan and I lived together while I was still in college. A vibrant house of 24 people practicing communal living. Late nights, silly parties, and a community center for Davis, California, while COVID was in the 115 degree air. It was worth it for Brendan and I to stay together during this time, until it wasn't. Brendan 
and my rooms were joining. They were connected. You had to travel through mine to get to his, travel through his to get to the kitchen and the bathroom. To make this transition less painful, we spent a week together to celebrate our nostalgia for our relationship. Each night, slow dancing and crying in each other's arms. Each day spent at the creek, which emulated my personality, and writing poems to each other, which emulated his. We also spent the week negotiating our terms and conditions for sharing space post-breakup. Above all else, we would continue to be friends. Waking up after our last night together, a switch had flipped. Brendan could no longer look me in the eye. He, exit he exits rooms upon my entry. This broke my heart all over again. No, how, no matter how much you talk, plan, negotiate, you never know how you will feel until you feel it. Brendan's heart was broken as well. Dehabilitating sadness for us both. Our other housemate named Yonim had moved out due to COVID. I had not seen him all summer. He is the oldest of five siblings and needed to be close to his family. The day before his family went on a birthday trip to celebrate Yonim, he had returned to Davis to say hello to us, his housemates. Brendan was talking with Yonim, and rather than stopping to converse with my old friend, I went on an angry, sad, and lonely bike ride. I biked through the farmlands that Davis is so famous for to the creek because I needed that cool plunge to feel like myself again. I was so concerned about my relationship with Brendan that I did not stop to talk with Yonim. The next day he died. My <sighs> his family watched from the shore of a lake that they went to for his birthday as he drowned. His kind heart was trying to fish trash out of the lake and the cold water made him freeze. In Hebrew, Yonim's dove. Perhaps to give his friends some semblance of peace, Yonim's mom told us that he was peaceful like the dove in his death. This lovebird left our earth too early, and I did not get to say goodbye to him because of my own insecurity. In the Jewish faith, your tombstone is revealed a year after your death. Loved ones place stones on the tomb. My friends and I spent a year looking for the right stones. The tomb unveiling was a week before I came to McCarthy this year. A year of remorse, sadness, and strife, followed by a summer of love, adventure, and new connections. There isn't a day that goes by where I don't think of Yonim. I channel his softness and his strength in my everyday life. One year later, Brendan and I are friends again. Before the unveiling, he turned to me, a year of not speaking to me, and says, you know how I am. I nodded because I do. You know how I am signifies history, love, loss, and a passing of our dear friend. I will never again let my ego, my insecurity, my distrust make me feel jaded to honest connections and, prior and prioritizing the people that I love. I had to learn this lesson the hard way. The last song that Yonim and I sang together before his passing was Broken Down Palace by the Grateful Dead. So I'll leave you with this. Listen to the river, sing sweet songs to rock my soul. Thank you. Whether telling a vulnerable story or a funny account of some experience in life, 
Our storytelling festival offers a supportive place for people to share. Nick Merlino, our host for the West Side event, took a break from managing the venue that night to tell his story. Like Nancy Cook from episode one, Nick went over the time limit of eight minutes. So his story was not eligible for the competition. Sometimes you've just got to tell the story. Heck with the time limit. I reckon that much of the time, the life of a politician is quite awkward. Like someone on the FBI Most Wanted list, there are pictures of your face plastered everywhere. You have to constantly extol your virtues while fending off attacks from your opponents. And of course, you have to spend a sizable chunk of your life shaking hands with people you don't know and won't ever know, and all the while giving them the distinct impression that you're fast friends. There were plenty of awkward situations for Senator Lisa Murkowski when she visited McCarthy, but it sure did make for a memorable moment and a great story for our very own Nick Merlino. Here's Nick's story from his days as a young McCarthy entrepreneur, eager to seize the moment for a networking opportunity with one of Alaska's most popular and well-connected politicians. I've got this kind of rambling epic about how I've met Lisa Murkowski twice um, in my life. Many years ago at some point, um, it, it was an August night, really rainy night, um, and we were at the bar across the way, and it turns out Lisa Murkowski was in town. And uh, and I just started this company like a year ago, McCarthy River Tours, and I was like a 32-year-old, like, oh, I like to raft rivers, I'll start a river rafting company. And uh, Lisa Murkowski's in town, I have this whole like idea, like, sweet, I'm going to meet like the second most senior political figure in the state of Alaska, right? And I'm going to, she's in the fine dining area. I'm going to sit out front. And, uh, and when she comes out, she's going to like shake people's hands. She's going to shake my hand. I'm going to introduce her. I'm going to give her this big pitch about my company and how she'd come do like a Copper River trip with us or something. And so I'm sitting over there waiting for her to come out and Kathy and Tim come to join me. And Kathy sits next to me and Lisa Murkowski comes out of the door and she shakes somebody's hand here then she shakes somebody's hand here, uh, you know, and they have small talk. And then she shakes my hand. And here's my big moment to, like, be like, yeah, I, you know, I'm a local business owner, blah, blah, blah. And Kathy, you know, to help me out, chimes in about how uh, they call me Mr. Toe around here. Because if you look at my company, McCarthy River Tours and Outfitters, Mr. Toe, this is Mr. Toe across the street here, right? It gives me this whole long thing, like, I don't really need the spiel, Kathy. And uh, but Lisa's looking at me, and she's looking at Kathy, like, oh, interesting, right? And then Kathy looks at Lisa and is like, you know, you look really familiar. And she's like, oh, I've never, I've never been here before. And she's like, really? Because I swear I have seen you somewhere before. And this is when I realized that Kathy has no idea this is Lisa Murkowski, right? And, uh, and so we have this moment where Kathy's like, I swear I've seen you. And I'm like, because she's on billboards, like all over the state, right? And TV commercials. And so Lisa looks at me and Lisa kind of looks at Kathy. And I haven't really gotten able to say anything. And uh, boom, off they go, her and her husband. Like, okay, yeah, see you guys later. And, uh, and I was like, well, I missed my chance, you know? And uh, so time goes by. Um, Another friend out here, Sam Gregory. A lot of you know Sam. Another uh, great New Yorker from Brooklyn. Um, and we're arranging a fall drive out here. Uh, 
I don't know why, like, my car was in the shop. I needed a ride out here for something, or I had to get another car into town. Anyway, Sam has this whole plan. We're going to leave at, like, 6 in the morning. And uh, and Tim and Kathy happened to have a uh, a flight scheduled that same morning. So I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could work it out where we can all caravan out together, right? So it's like, okay, I think we'll meet at 6. Tim and Kathy fly in at 7. And then we'll be on the road and out of town, right? But of course, like Tim and Kathy's planes delayed in the end, you know, so we're like waiting and waiting. And if you know, a good Brooklyn, New Yorker is like, oh man, we got to go. We got to go. I got to get up to my cabin before it gets dark. And so by the time we get Tim and Kathy, we're already in a rush and, uh, and we get out of town and we're cruising out and we get through Palmer. We had to do shopping Palmer. We're cruising out over the, uh, through the Matanuska. And if you guys have been through there, you know the uh, the bridge at uh, Chickaloon Creek has been replaced recently in the last like five years. And uh, but it's better than it was. But you still come around this corner, and and as you hit the bridge, you're straightening your tires out, right? And this is like an October morning, still like 9 a.m. And we come around the corner and we hit the bridge, and the, and oh, the bridge is ice. We start to drift, right? And it's me and Sam up front, and Tim and Kathy in the back, and we start to drift. And my, my door is like facing up and there's this big truck facing towards us. And I was like, wow, sweet. This is how I die. And then Tim like, or sorry, uh, Sam like cranks the wheel and we do this like 180, right? And so now we're going across the bridge backwards. Um, like, just like, woo. And, uh, and we skid across, they put this new parking lot in there. We skid across the parking lot. Uh, through like we missed the sign, the state road sign. We missed all the stuff, and we skid like down the bank into this grass embankment, right? The four of us, and uh, and we at that point had done a 360, so we're facing like actually like we could drive out, and some cars are parked there, and and like we're all kind of in disarray, like you know, like we just kind of all escaped death, like ooh, like are we still here? And uh, and Sam's trying to start the car, like the car died. He's like, the car won't fucking start. The car won't start. What the hell did you think I fucked the car up? And I'm like, I don't know if you messed the car up. And Tim and Kathy are in the back. It's like, are we okay? Yeah. And I hear this knock on my window. Like, you know, bystanders. I saw cars pull over. Bystanders came up. And I hear this knock on my window. And I look over and I roll my window down. And uh, I'm looking at this person. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, and at like that moment, I kind of, kind of realized like, oh, this is Lisa Murkowski <laughs> knocked on my window and, and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her. And then she looks in the back and she's Kathy. She's sitting behind me and she looks at us and she's like, I have seen you guys somewhere before. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the car starts, and Sam's like, boom, the car started. We're out of here. And then we drove off. And I've never met her before. So. Thanks to all of our sponsors for the Storytelling Festival. We had a great time, and thank you for helping to sponsor. Uncle Herbs, uh, McCarthy River Tours, for all your guided adventures in rafting the wrangles. Uh, you can go to rafttherangles.com. And, of course, 
the Glacier View Campground for hosting. And thanks to all of our storytellers for bringing your A-game to the Storytelling Festival this summer and having the courage to hop in front of the mic and share your stories and experiences with us. Make sure to join us next summer for more stories. We always have a blast. Save the date. It's the first weekend in August. This town's got stories, and I'll bet that you do too. Everyone has stories to tell, and it's never too early to start working on yours. You can go to www.wrangles.org, that's Wrangles with two L's, to listen to more episodes from our End of the Road podcast, or find us wherever you find your podcasts. At our website, you can also help support us financially. You can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter, and you can check out the programs that we operate here in McCarthy during the summer. And visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to stay up to date on WMC happenings and to get a flavor of the sights and sounds as the ever-changing seasons roll on in the Wrangles. I'm your host, John Erdman, episode writer, producer, and executive director of the Wrangell Mountain Center. And I'm your host, Michelle McAfee, episode writer and audio engineer. Thanks to our supporters far and wide. And thank you for joining us at the end of the road. Thank you.